Section 12 of A Guide to Modern Cookery, Part 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marion Servasi. A Guide to Modern Cookery, Part 1. By Auguste Escoffier. Translated by James B. Herndon, Jr. Chapter 9. Garnishing Preparations for Relevés and Entrees. 219. Potato Croquettes. Cook quickly in salted water two pounds of peeled and quartered potatoes. As soon as they seem soft to the finger, drain them, place them in the front of the oven for a few minutes in order to dry them, and then tilt them into a sieve lying on a cloth, and press them through the former without rubbing. Place the puree in a sauté pan, season with salt, pepper, and nutmeg. Add one ounce of butter and dry, i.e., stir over a brisk fire until the puree becomes a consistent paste. Take off the fire, complete with the yolks of three eggs, well mixed with the rest, and turn the paste out onto a buttered dish, taking care to spread it in a rather thin layer, so as to precipitate its cooling. Butter the surface to prevent the preparation's drying. To make croquettes, equal portions of this paste, i.e., portions weighing about one and one-half ounce of it, are rolled on a flour-dusted board into the shape of a cork, a ball, or a croix. These are now dipped into an anglaise, number 174, and rolled in bread-crumbs or raspings, the latter being well padded on to the surface of the croquettes, lest they should fall into the frying fat. Let the padding also avail for finishing off the selected shape of the objects. These are then plunged into hot fat, where they should remain until they have acquired a fine golden color. 220. Dauphine Potatoes Prepare as above the required quantity of paste, and add thereto per pound six ounces of pâté à chaud, without sugar, number 2374. Mix the two constituents thoroughly. Dauphine potatoes are molded in the shape of small cylinders, and they are treated à l'anglaise, like the croquettes. 221. Duchess Potatoes these are the same as the croquettes, though they are differently treated. They are made on a floured board in the shape of diminutive cottage loaves, little shuttle-shaped loaves, small quats, and lozenges or rectangles. They are gilded with beaten egg, and when their shape is that of quats, rectangles, or lozenges, they are streaked by means of a small knife. After this operation, which is to prevent the gilding from blistering, they are baked in the oven for a few minutes previous to being used in dressing the dishes they accompany. 222. Marquise Potatoes Take one pound of croquette paste and add thereto six ounces of very red reduced tomato puree. Pour this mixture into a bag fitted with a large grooved pipe and squeeze it out upon a baking tray in shapes resembling large meringues slightly gild their surfaces with beaten egg 
and put them into the oven for a few minutes before using them to dress the dish. 223. Ordinary or dry duxelle. The uses of duxelle are legend, and it is prepared thus. Slightly fry one teaspoonful of onions in one tablespoonful of butter and oil mixed. Add to this four tablespoonsful of mushroom stalks and parings, chopped and well pressed in a towel with the view of expelling their vegetable moisture. Stir over a brisk fire until the latter has completely evaporated. Season with salt, pepper, and nutmeg, and one coffee spoonful of well-chopped parsley, mixing the whole thoroughly. Transfer to a bowl, cover with a piece of white buttered paper, and put aside until wanted. 224. Duxelle for Stuffed Vegetables Tomatoes, Mushrooms, etc. Put six tablespoonfuls of dry duxelle into a small stewpan, and add thereto three tablespoonfuls of half-glazed sauce containing plenty of tomato, crushed garlic the size of a pea, and two tablespoonfuls of white wine. Set to simmer until the required degree of consistence is reached. Note well. A tablespoonful of fine fresh breadcrumbs may be added to the duxelle in order to thicken it. 225. Duxelle for garnishing small pies, onions, cucumbers, etc. To four tablespoonfuls of dried duxelle, add four tablespoonfuls of ordinary pork forced meat. Number 196. 226. Maintenon. Preparation used in stuffing preparations a la maintenon. Put one pint of becmel into a vegetable pan with one half pint of soubise, number 104, and reduce to one half while stirring over a brisk fire. Thicken away from the fire by means of the yolks of five eggs, and add four tablespoonfuls of minced mushrooms, either cooked in the ordinary way or stewed in butter. 227. Mantignon. This preparation serves chiefly for covering certain large joints of butcher's meat or fowl, to which it imparts an appropriate flavor. It is made as follows. Finely mince two medium carrots, the red part only, two onions, and two sticks of celery taken from the heart. Add one tablespoonful of raw lean ham, cut paysan fashion, a sprig of thyme, and half a leaf of bay crushed. Stew in butter, and finally swill the saucepan with two tablespoonfuls of Madeira. 228. Mirepoix. The purpose of Mirepoix in culinary preparations is the same as that of Matignon, but its mode of use is different. Its constituents are the same as those of the Matignon, but instead of being minced, they are cut up into more or less fine dice, in accordance with the use for which the preparation is intended. Instead of the ham, fresh and slightly salted breast of pork may be used, while both the ham and the bacon may be excluded under certain circumstances. 229. Fine or Bordelais Mirepoix Coarse mirepoix, which are added to certain preparations in order to lend these the proper flavor, are generally made immediately before being used, but this is not so in the case of the finer mirepoix which chiefly serves as an adjunct to crayfish and lobster. This is made in advance and as follows. 
cut into dice four ounces of the red part only of carrots, the same quantity of onion, and one ounce of parsley stalks. In order that the mirepoix may be still finer, these ingredients may now be chopped, but in this case it is advisable to thoroughly press them in a corner of a towel so as to squeeze out their vegetable moisture, the mere process of stewing not being sufficient for this purpose. Should this water be allowed to remain in the mirepoix, more particularly if the latter must be kept some time, it would probably give rise to mustiness or fermentation. Put the ingredients into a small stew pan with one and one half ounce of butter and a little powdered thyme and bay, and stew until all are well cooked. This done, turn the preparation out into a small bowl, heap it together with the back of a fork, cover it with a piece of white buttered paper, and put aside until wanted. 230. Various Salpicons. This term stands for a certain preparatory method applied to a series of preparations. Salpicons are simple or compound. Simple if they only contain one product, such as the meat of a fowl or of game, butcher's meat, foie gras, various fish, ham or tongue, mushrooms, truffles, etc. Compound if they consist of two or more of the above-mentioned ingredients, which may happen to combine suitably. The preparation method consists of cutting the various ingredients into dice. The series of preparations arises from the many possible combinations of the products, each particular combination bearing its own name. Thus, salpicons may be royale, financier, chaussier, parisienne, montglau, etc., of whichever kind, however, salpicons are always incorporated with a vehicular sauce which is in accordance with their constituents. 231. Batter for various fritters. Put into a bowl one pound of sifted flour, one quarter ounce of salt, one tablespoonful of oil or melted butter, and the necessary quantity of barely lukewarm water. If the batter is to be used at once, mix the ingredients by turning them over and over without stirring with the spoon, for this would give the preparation an elasticity which would prevent its adhering to immersed solids. Should the batter be prepared beforehand, however, it may be stirred, since it loses its elasticity when left to stand any length of time. Before using it, add the whites of two eggs whisked to a froth. 232. Batter for Vegetables Salsify, celery, etc. Put one pound of sifted flour into a bowl with one quarter ounce of salt and two tablespoonfuls of oil or melted butter. Dilute with one egg and the necessary quantity of cold water. Keep this batter somewhat thin, do not stir it, and let it rest for a few hours before using. 233. Batter for Fruit and Flour Fritters Put one pound of flour into a bowl with one quarter ounce of salt and two tablespoonfuls of oil or melted butter. Dilute gradually with one quarter pint of beer and a little tempered water. When about to use the batter, mix therewith the whites of two eggs whisked to a froth. Note well, keep this batter thin, if anything, and above all, do not stir over much. 234. Batter for oven-glazed fruit fritters. 
Mix one pound of flour with two tablespoonfuls of oil, a grain of salt, two eggs, added one after the other, the necessary quantity of water, and one ounce of sugar. Keep this preparation in a lukewarm place to let it ferment, and stir it with a wooden spoon before using it to immerse the solids. Remarks Batter for fruit fritters may contain a few tablespoonfuls of brandy, in which case an equal quantity of the water must be suppressed. 235. Provençal. Preparation for stuffing cutlets a la Provençal. Put one pint of bechamel into a vegetable pan and reduce it until it has become quite dense. Thicken it with the yolks of four eggs and finish it away from the fire with a crushed piece of garlic as large as a pea and one quarter pound of grated cheese. End of section twelve. Recording by Marion Servasi.